Welcome to Necessity. I'm Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Marguerite Pierce. Today, ladies and gents, we are going to be talking about guilt. Dun, 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 dun. Clink, clink, you know, the law and order, uh-huh. but not that type of guilt, not like law and not order. Not guilty. Yeah, but, you know, the the emotion of guilt. Um, and to kick things off, I'm just going to read a brief definition of what guilt is. <clears throat> guilt often comes as a result of a conflict between enjoyment and a perceived negative outcome of your actions. And I think um, the 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 first place for us to start to tackle is mommy guilt. Y'all know, y'all know it's 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 real, it's real. So Lindsay's going to kick things off and and tell us how how mommy guilt has shown up for you recently. M- mommy guilt doesn't leave. Right, because I feel it's like you know, permanent showing residence, paying taxes. You understand, mommy guilt is 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 residing in my home, in my soul. Um, ever since I gave birth, you know, there's that mommy guilt. Um, so I think of Savannah, and she just took a test. All the students took a test, a, a reading test, and a math test at school. And a letter came home and said that Savannah had scored lower uh, than their school average. Now, at this school, their average is higher than the district. Okay. So, uh, you know, their goal is to get all their students up into their level, their standards, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Anyway, but the result would be that Savannah would have to be taken out of class to go to like a reading special. Um, and she already goes to a reading tutor. So I didn't want her to get taken out of class. So I told them that we will not uh, take their recommendation. That oh, we will okay. continue to use our tutor and just watch her progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that happened, it caused some guilt, right? Mm-hmm. I started to feel guilty of, am I giving Savannah enough time at home? Am I giving her enough attention? Are we spending enough time going over her homework? Are we doing extra things around the house that um, help her improve her reading when Mm -hmm. we're going out? I just started questioning, am I doing enough? And I started thinking about work and how often I'm at work Mm because I got to work, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm there Monday through Friday, nine to five. And by the time I get to her and we have to continue the routine, there's not enough time to spend time. So then I feel guilty for that too. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes I feel guilty for rushing her to bed because I've had a long day or a long week and I just want to chill. I want to drink a glass of wine. And I feel horrible often, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for doing that, feeling horrible for wanting to create time for myself and then also feeling horrible that. We don't get enough time so that she can get more of what she needs. And one more thing, I have a little abandonment issues, Mm -hmm. right? And so then that also triggers some guilt for me because am I spending enough time with her? Will she feel love? Does she feel abandoned? And I mean, I know that she feels love and know that she's loved, uh, but it's just kind of in my own subconscious and it's something that... 
I pay attention to mm-hmm. even when it's not there. Right. So there, there's like, what was that, four different la- layers of guilt? <laughs> of all, uh, the mommy of all, guilt. all the mommy guilt showing up in four different ways. And, you know, when you when you combine all of it, I think at the like at the end of it all, like what's really bothering you? Mm. Like what's I, the one thing if you could name one thing? I think the biggest one, I mean through therapy really is that that abandonment one. Mm. You know, I think that one really is in the shows up more than, mm-hmm. you know, anything else. Me making sure that she doesn't feel abandoned. abandoned. And also, I think my own insecurity about, mm-hmm. like, my own uh, experience with, like, academics. Okay. Because um, my mom, too, also worked a lot. Mm-hmm. So when I came home from school, I was there with my grandmother. I wasn't necessarily getting, you know, extra time all the time. My mom did, you know, yeah. help me with my work and such. But it wasn't as consistent. And so... I want to be that consistent for her. But I now see what the hell my mother was Mm -hmm. working against Mm -hmm. and why she couldn't be consistent, why she couldn't do those things. Because you go to work, you still got to come home, cook the dinner, feed, then check the homework, give them a bath or shower, whatever stage they're at, and then Mm -hmm. still get them to bed at a decent hour because you got to wake them up early. Right, right. And so is the the question that's going through your mind – you know, am I am I a good enough mother because my kid scored below right. the, yes. the 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 yes. test the yes. school scan standard? Yes, am I a good enough mother? And is this the right decision? What if there is a deficiency? And I'm so focused on the systems that are in place mm-hmm. and how they try to label mm-hmm. black kids and yep. trying to you know put her on a path to special ed or whatever. Right. And I know she's a smart kid, but what if there is a little deficiency? And I'm holding on to this so much that I'm missing mm. right something that she really needs. So am I messing up on that? So yeah, totally. Am I good enough, mom? Hell yeah. And I think that that's where our mom guilt comes from. And depending on what our experiences were as children and with our own parents, then we may feel even more guilt. You know, like some people are like, yo, their parents were really effed up. So they're like, I'm not going to be nothing like like my parents. And then you yell and scream at your kid like your parents screamed at you, which you hated. You feel guilty for that. And that kind of like weighs on you a little bit more because of your childhood experience. It's like, yeah, you try to. You have something in your mind that you want to avoid, but your attempt to avoid it is actually you doing it. Um, Because it's not even really like your attempt. It's your brain. Right. Your brain already has the template in place to give that response. Right. So it's going to be your default like we referred to before, but it's going to be that default. So even though it's like I'm not going to be anything like my daddy. Mm -hmm. Right. That's going to be your default because that's your exposure. That's the pattern. That's the template that's in your brain. And that's going to be your brain's automatic response Mm -hmm. until you put something else in place. Right. And what could go in place of guilt? Right. So, like, when that is triggered, what do do we replace it with? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the the easy answer or the answer that comes to my mind is, is is love, right? Love or time, right. right? So if you if you think you're not doing enough, then it's like maybe a easy a easy solution is like okay, well maybe calendar put some time on the calendar to specifically do the thing 
that you're 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 feeling guilty of not doing. Right. Well, will that change that feeling of guilt like right then and there? So let's say, for example, I feel guilty tonight for not giving enough time to my kid. Right. Mm -hmm. But now I'll go downstairs to the calendar and put in. All right. Tomorrow I'm going to make sure I do X, Y and Z. Does that make me feel better about the guilt that I'm feeling right now and still hopeful about the next day? Like because I'm thinking of how to even not have guilt be that response, response. right? Where right. like maybe th- self-compassion is it. Yeah, but I think, I think, great question. But I think part of it is acknowledging that you're, you did the best that you, in, in the moment, right? Even though you're kicking yourself, mm-hmm. it's, you're looking at what's ahead of you and you prioritized in some way. Like you did make a decision. Right. Like I'm I'm making a decision to leave work at this time, pick Savannah up, make whatever I'm making for dinner. Like these are all conscious decisions that we're making. And right. you need to give yourself credit for making those decisions and then maybe do something a little bit different the next time. Yeah. I mean, I'm already thinking of how I can change my schedule at work, which is going to be really hard to do, but not impossible. Right. Um, so that I can get off at least an hour earlier, get to her a little bit earlier, get home a little bit, a bit earlier. earlier. Yeah. Um, but then also I need to use my slow cooker more. Yeah. You know, those, th- those yes. tips that they gave moms, like when you first have a baby, they're like, look, use your slow cooker, freeze food. Mm-hmm. That stuff applies like all throughout motherhood mm-hmm. you know so i'm thinking oh, i'm gonna just throw out some chicken and when i get home i'm gonna cook it right it's no. just like, uh, yeah it's work smarter yeah not, not harder. harder and stressing myself out <laughs> right because i gotta rush now this food so maybe it's not as much love in it because i need to hurry up and make it so you can hurry up and eat it, it so is. you can hurry up yeah. and get in the bath so you can hurry up yeah, and, and go, go to, to bed sleep. so i can hurry up and have a glass of wine right right it's just like a, this this <laughs> Just rushing mentality, um, yeah. No, but meal prep, I feel like it 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 would solve a lot of problems. Facts. No, seriously, because you you get the time back, and so now you have that those pockets of time to sit, and then now you can work with Savannah on her reading, or you could just like to spend time with her. It doesn't even have to be related to right. the the test or whatever. But I hate those tests. I don't trust those yeah, tests. No, I really I, don't. L- and then listen. I think of her own emotional state. They took the test on the computer. What were her emotions like? Did she get enough rest, rest that day? Right. Did she have breakfast? It, right. right. Yeah. Was it the day after the the holiday we just had? What was that? Like Columbus Day or right. something like right. that? Right. Was it right after that? Because she went to bed late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she was a little tired. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm just like really not allowing myself to get sucked into their results or whatever yeah um but yeah totally like damn am i doing the right thing thing yeah no but i think um yeah i think with guilt it it could i don't i don't know if there's if it does i think it does more harm than it does good like i mean you know uh, psychology today had an article on it and it explained or introduced guilt as a pro-social emotion, right? Mm. Like something that um, we use to um, to figure out like the appropriate behavior or action that we should take. So like the example, one of the examples they use in the article was like, oh, you know, if it's like Mother's Day or a holiday or your friend's birthday 
and you're like, oh, it's so it's Mother's Day. I got to, you know, call mom and wish her wish her happy Mother's Day. And then like if you don't take action immediately, like you'll get another little ding, like a little reminder, mm-hmm. like a like a notification in right. your, in your, your head and your brain. Right. Damn, the smartphones like now I'm comparing our brains to smartphones. It's like, crazy. What the hell? Anyway, but y'all get what I'm saying. Um <laughs> And it'll keep going off until you do the action that satisfies those notifications. Ah, and then when you don't do it, boom, here comes you. Here it comes. And I like I recently had this experience. This was back in August. Um, there's a bunch of my friends, like we all there's I don't know, half a dozen of us who have birthdays in the month of August, right? Right. And so this one day it was like one of my best friends' birthday, and I woke up and I was like, Oh, it's Angie's birthday. I'm like, okay. And like, I get ready. I go to work and I go to work and, you know, my friend Michelle's there. I was like, oh, Michelle, it's Angie's birthday. And I still didn't, I, I'm doing all these things, but I, I didn't call her. I didn't send a text. I didn't go on Instagram. I didn't do anything. And then lo and behold, it's like I'm in the bed or now I'm waking up and it's the next morning. I'm like, well, damn. It's not Angie's birthday no more. It's not her birthday anymore, (laughs) and I didn't even call. My bad, Ange. But what did I do? Like, I felt bad in the moment, but then I called her. Right. Then I called her, and I apologized profusely, and, um, you know, she gave me crap about it for a little bit, but I moved on. Like, but, but guilt, it could be useful, even though I didn't take advantage of it. Right. When it popped in my mind. For that, like, pro-social emotion that psychology today um, explained it as. But um, that's so crazy, too, because you even talk about calling her, like, the next day. Because sometimes when we feel guilty, we don't take that step. It's like, oh, man, I didn't call her. I can't call her today because I didn't even call her on her birthday. I can't call her now. And next thing you know, a week has gone by. You have not called your best friends. And now it is worse. Now, now, you, now you calling in, in like the next house. month. Now you calling in September for a birthday that was in August. And if some people are not even self-aware, you know what they do? They call and just be like, hey. And, <laughs> and not, not even acknowledge or nothing. No, I cannot do Not that. how was your birthday. Not with nothing. Ooh. Maybe not even like your pictures. Because then I'm going to act like I was oblivious <laughs> to your whole birthday experience. Because I feel like crap for not calling, calling you on your right. birthday. But that's how guilt will just override right. and take the shit over right and then just 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 literally like drop a bomb on the whole situation like something that was wasn't as bad yes and it wasn't as bad now it's like now it's terrible because you're just trying to cover your your guilty ass tracks yeah yeah and depending on how far you let it go you could lose a friend right 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 Cause then, oh yeah, that, yeah. No, it's just, but it it, it spirals. Yeah, it spirals, and I think it it shows up in you know so many different like relationships, friendships, like parent, um, parenthood, and things like that. But I know we started talking about mommy guilt, but it definitely you know takes on these other um, roles or mm-hmm. shows up in in within all of our relationships. Um, and on the mommy guilt thing, I really struggled with. With going back to work, like after having Simone, like mm-hmm. and like, oh, is this real? Do I really have to do this? I gotta leave my, you know, four month, five month old, and it's just like that really sucked. And I just felt, I, 
it took me a really long time to to reconcile that you know that it was going to be okay and that I'm not less than because I'm a working mom right and that like like there's some ideas that you get in your your head that um you know being a stay-at-home mom is like at the top and then everything else beneath everything else falls beneath it and it's just like well no there's there's more than one way to skin a cat right and 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 not all not all options work for all people that's why there are options right so you have um the ability to pick and choose what's best for you and your family but i guess it's just like a point of reference like my mom stayed home with me and oh wow sam for like for as long as I can remember, I really? think to about like kindergarten or first grade. That's so and then she awesome. worked as a teacher, so she so was off. She when was we were off. When you were so off. in the summer, there we going to the zoo, doing everything. Like we had a lot of time with our mom. That's so awesome. And so, like I, you know, I think about that, and I'm just like, damn. In comparison, like, right. you know, I'm 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 not there as much for Simone as my mom was there for me at the age that Simone is now. It's, I feel guilty for not feeling guilty for wanting to leave my kid at that mark, mm. right? So when it was time to go back to work, I was ready to, like, talk to, to adults, okay. you know? Yeah. But I felt guilty for wanting to go back to work. Oh, see, it, it could... Because I think it depends mm. on the individual. Right. Right? So there's this. there was this need still for me to just kind of change my space, change my environment, change what these daily uh, routines were. So I wanted to go back to work. Right. And I think it's it's because of where we place the joy, right? So going back to how we opened, so guilt often comes as a result of conflict between enjoyment, enjoyment. and a perceived negative outcome of your actions, right? right? So in my mind, it's like, Stay at home. That's the goal. Like that's that has the the gold medal next to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not if I'm doing something other than that. Oh, that's not good. Right. What you're doing is not good. But then on your side, you're like, oh, I'm I'm I want the adult interaction. Like this is what I want. Like my you know my kid is gonna be fine. Right. You know wherever whatever day daycare or care option <laughs> <laughs> options you went with, but. And then you're looking at it as like the joy comes from you going to work. Mm -hmm. And then now the other thing is the bad thing. Yeah. And when I was reading even about guilt, they talk about how guilt comes from childhood Mm. and how our parents or how parents, everybody's parents, kind of uses guilt to manipulate children and change their behavior, mm. right? You do mm-hmm. something wrong, and then we say, look at how you made mommy feel, or look, oh, you hurt my feelings. So we plant these little seeds of guilt to get them to change their behavior. Yeah. So the disapproval right. and the disappointment that we have, right, We and we express it to our kids, mm-hmm. then we are using guilt and planting that seed of external approval. So right. now I need to conform and have behaviors that will result in approval. Right. And when I don't, I feel guilty for it. Right. And it and it, and it's it's interesting because it there is a external piece of it and like the validation aspect, but at the same time, we're all responsible for our own emotions, right? Because like to to a degree, I think like the 
the feeling of guilt, it's like really internal. Like mm-hmm. it's something that we we create for ourselves. And then it's it's funny because then I, I think about, well, if someone doesn't feel guilty about something that uh, society or group might think is uh, bad or poor behavior, then we call those people like selfish or mm-hmm. out of touch or mm-hmm. um, rebels. Well, it's, yeah, <laughs> or something it's to, because it doesn't align with doesn't conform. The, for, for, exactly, exactly, because it's not. It's outside of um, yeah the 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 conformity of it and guilt. Is an uncomfortable feeling, it and is. so we it's will really, conform to free ourselves from the the guilt, guilt, right? Right. So even if I feel guilty for letting you down, I told you that I was gonna come out mm-hmm. tonight, mm-hmm. and I got a headache, I had a really long day. I will feel guilty for disappointing you and letting you down by saying I can't come out. But instead, I'm not going to choose myself. Right. That so you're now I come out with my and, headache, my upset stomach, and be and tired. Right. And, and be on my uh, uh, <laughs> my Eeyore. <George>. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Guilt will cause you to be so uncomfortable. And it is internal. But yeah. I think it's our personal experiences with guilt and that's why right. it shows up different for, for everybody. everybody right in terms of what you would feel guilty for like we right. just had like completely opposite experiences, experiences about, about going, going back, back to, to work. work right it's wild and who i will feel guilty with mm-hmm. like i would feel guilty about that with people who put staying at home longer at a higher stat- standard mm-hmm. right where mm-hmm. i wouldn't feel as guilty about mm-hmm. it when i'm talking to people who are all right with going, going back, back to, to work, work and right. can understand where right. I'm coming from. So I think it's also, again, that right. external disapproval mm-hmm. comes on both both ends. ends yeah. No. It's a, it's a lot to think about and a lot um, to to sit with um, and try to, to figure out, um, you know, when guilt is showing up, like to your point, like what you can do in the moment. Like, yeah, there are things that you can do going forward, right, right to, 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 change. To, to change, right, to change like your schedule, you change your behavior. But in the moment, um, you know, I think it's being able to ask ourselves certain questions mm-hmm. to to be able to, to pop that guilty bubble, yeah. right? Um, so it's like confronting the problem and, and like then – getting real clear on what you can do about it, right? Like, what can you do to move forward? Okay, so, yep, you feel guilty about not spending enough time with your kid. But, okay, so what are you going to do about it, like, in the next, like, five to ten minutes? Right. If I can. Or I could be a little Mm self-compassionate and say, today, like, uh, what Heather talks about, what Story Uh, talks about. Yeah, um, her quote stands out. Like, the balance. Got to find that balance, right? That today you could be a great mom. Tomorrow you could be a great employee. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll be a great spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, et cetera. Um, So I think in that moment, yeah, part of asking those questions is, did I do the best that I could today? Right. Right. And if the answer is yes, right, Right. then I can practice some more self-compassion. Right. And another one of the um, one of the empowering questions is uh, how would you be able to live with that? Right. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think to take that one a little bit further, there, there are other like versions of that. It's, it's like you think about something that happened or, or something that you're stewing and you're ruminating on and ask yourself, like, is this something that you're going to think about like tomorrow, mm. next week, next month, next year? Right. And then, you know, be able to adjust based off of the answers to those questions, because a lot of times we're fretting over things that are minuscule in nature compared to our overall life experience or, you know, um, you know, your whole track record of motherhood or mm-hmm. parenthood right. and you're dinging yourself for, for this, th- this one, one or this week of well, whatever. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think also maybe asking yourself that question, what about this kind of fits into my own purpose, mm-hmm. right? My purpose as a parent, you know, is this belief really serving me, right? right? Because the guilt is tied to a, a belief, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Or a value. Yes. Right? Yes. Connect with your values. Like understand, right, what what is being triggered, right? Because if you feel any of those um well, I'm going to I'm going to use a coaching term. Any of those catabolic emotions, right? So catabolic is like destructive energy. So, you know, I I didn't want to say negative, so I'm going to use catabolic. Mm-hmm. Um so anytime you you feel any of those catabolic um emotions, it's probably because one of your values is being challenged. Right. Or con- contradicted in some way. So being able to get clear on what that is. And I think even uh, connected to that is just being able to be clear on what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because but I guess it's also tough if like my priority is to get quality time with myself mm-hmm. and get quality time with my kid. Mm-hmm. And. I know that there are days when I have to be extremely proactive so I don't feel guilty, mm-hmm. right? So just the other day, I had a really rough day at work. And I called a family member and asked them if they could pick Savannah up from school just so that I can get a time to myself before she came home. Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to dump my stuff on her. Right. I didn't want to be impatient with mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. you know. So I grabbed a straw, a bottle of Jack Daniels. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to, you know, allow myself to, to decompress, decompress. Right. Before, That's important. Because that day was just really rough and I was aware of it. And I was on my period. Mm-hmm. So it was like emotions were really high. Patience were really low. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that if I had Savannah come right home and she didn't listen to a directive that I could potentially, like, lose my cool and yell at her unnecessarily. Right. And I would be displacing my anger and frustration, right? It would really be about my disappointment about the day. Right. You know? Um, So really also being proactive. If I know my priority is to spend time with her and get that time for myself, I can really finagle it and assess, also assess the risk. Right. Because right. what's right. the risk if I put her first and not me first? The risk is, is that I'm going to yell at her. Mm-hmm. But I have to put me first right now right. so that I can get myself in order, get my emotions in line, and then I can give her that good quality time rather than that militant, aggressive right. time because I'm really pissed off about something else. Right. So it's it's really important to make sure your mama's cup yes. is full. <laughs> 
Um, no, that that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, that just to have that self-awareness, like when you're kind of teetering on empty mm-hmm. and you need to go and recharge and refuel. Yeah, be proactive about it. And and not everybody has that uh, mm-hmm. privilege, right, to call up somebody and say, hey, pick up my, my kid, kid early. Right. Some of us have to get our kids right away or, you know, go right into a situation or be with a loved one while we're carrying some, you know, catabolic energies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even those in-the-moment meditations, those, right. uh, you know, kindness meditation, there's a kindness meditation. Mm-hmm. And I think also when guilt is being triggered, go into that kindness meditation. Right. You know? Or just, yeah, find some um, affirmations or mantras that you could repeat to yourself to kind of change your mindset and change your energy and the emotions around it. Um Oh, I think of uh, Bruce uh, – Dag, I want to say Bruce Perry, but that's the author. What's the What's Bruce from IPEC? Um, oh, I see his face. Yeah, I hear his voice. But Schneider. Thank you. Bruce Schneider, he says that one of his mantras that I always remembered from IPEC is, I am always and always mm-hmm. more than I believe I am. Mm. That one is just so powerful and it applies in every situation. Right. So – when I'm feeling guilty, right. I go to that one. When I'm feeling disappointed and down and yeah. insecure, I always go to I am always in always, always. Yep. more than I believe that. I yeah. am. Yeah. No. Right? Because sometimes it's really what I believe I am. Right. Right. That you have to focus on. No, that's no that yeah, no, that's a really powerful one. My go to one, because I'm always either in the past or in the future, mm-hmm. is um Deepak Chopra's. Mm-hmm. The past is gone. The future is not here. Now I am free from both. It keeps me in the present Mm. and laser focused into, okay, what am I working on now? Mm. And what's going to be like the immediate next step? And I just, I just deal with that. Mm. Um, Yeah. To just be really intentional about how we're going on about our day. Mm hmm. I think of a morning routine also. Mm-hmm. If I know I have a really jam-packed calendar. Yeah. Because I'll check my calendar the night before. Yeah. I to see what I yep. have ahead. Yep. And so I will set my alarm early so that I can get some time in for myself because I know that this will not happen again until 9, 10 o'clock at mm-hmm. night. And it's mm-hmm. not enough for me. So if I don't do it, then the day is going to be a lot more worse because my energy is going to be off right totally right off. you just want to ground yourself like whether that's like meditation or whatever your 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 um morning practices um find something to to really feel you and and boost you up for a crazy day ahead so and then that even leads to kind of like wellness guilt right yeah. oh, so yeah. like <laughs> guilt for <laughs> Not taking care Care of of ourselves. Yes. You know, guilt for eating um, some Krispy Kreme donuts. Or some pizza for lunch. And dinner. And and a snack. maybe some ice cream. Mm. There's lots of, a day full of treats. Shout out to Dana. Okay. (laughs) Really? For real? Because I'm going to treat myself all All damn day. But then you feel bad. Like you feel you feel bad emotionally and then you feel bad physically. Yeah. Because all the the salt and sugar and stuff. Tight and sluggish. Right. And you can't put two words together. Um, 
Yeah, the wellness guilt, right? And and it's interesting because I read about something um, a few years back about how to again, it's like with your intention, right? Mm-hmm. So they say, um, you know, one meal, one bad meal begets another bad meal. So like if you if you have a donut for breakfast, mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna get the pizza for lunch, and then it's easier to get the Chinese food for dinner followed by the ice cream, but. If you're intentional and you say, okay, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have two hard-boiled eggs, a piece of toast or oatmeal or whatever, then you're more – so boring. (laughs) Then you're more conscious when it comes to lunchtime to to choosing a more healthy option. And so you have that salad and then you're pumped and you're feeling good. Your mind is sharp. Then you're like, oh. What am I going to do for dinner? Salmon. Maybe another salad or, yeah, some salmon. Salmon on the salad. Sa- whatever. <laughs> right. And it, it just allows you to just be more conscious of what you're doing. Um, so so, so it start your day with a healthy choice because <laughs> it could probably lead to more healthy choices throughout the day. Right. And then you can let go of that or avoid and prevent the, the wellness, wellness guilt. guilt. Exactly. Right? I think of wellness guilt of... I'm going to go to the gym and I've got the gym clothes in my bag and the bag is in my car and I've got the sneakers, everything. And as soon as five o'clock hits, you're like, gym who? What? (laughs) Pinot Grigio, what? (laughs) And I'll pick that instead. You know, I had a a colleague call that grape therapy. (laughs) Your friends are really clever with the sayings. I love it. So I, you know, would have a lot of grape therapy. Uh, uh. Um, And that's not necessarily wellness, right? right? Because, you know, we often associate drinking wine with Mm self-care. And it is not because, one, too much wine is going to cause you the craziest hangover the next day. And that is not (laughs) self-care, you know. Also thinking of the sugar and stuff, right? And that's causing, you know, you to gain weight. Mm -hmm. So... But grape therapy. Mm. Yeah. And then now I'm all I'm I'm thinking about like where <clears throat> the mommy guilt and like the wellness guilt or self care mm-hmm. uh guilt intersect. Right? Like if I'm trying to carve out time for myself, sometimes I have mommy guilt about that. Like even though I know I need to recharge or refuel Especially like when it's something like fun, right? Like like we said at the beginning, like the the enjoyment piece, like it really tackles me because I'm just like, oh, you know, you're responsible for this other human being. How are you going to be out here having fun? Like you're not supposed <laughs> to. Have like I'm not fun. a, 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 a human person. being. Like I'm not a, my own human being, it's right? Crazy. So sometimes I struggle and I have to really talk myself out of it. Um. Um. A lot because like I'm it's easy for me to rationalize my absence from Simone if it's work related or we're doing a podcast or we're working on a project or something that's going to have some like tangible effect or value or result versus like thinking about, oh, I just need to chill and collect my thoughts and blah, blah, blah. And you can't really touch those results. Like, yes, there are results because I'm more peace I'm more mindful I'm more present and that affects my mood and how I interact with others um but yeah it's just in a way I feel like that's tangible though you know why I feel like we we feel it with our body oh yeah 
Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I, I guess maybe maybe tangible wasn't the right word. Well, no, but I think it is. This. I understand what you You're, mean by yeah. tangible, right? But I think a, another perspective of looking at how it still can be tangible can remove the feelings of guilt. Guilt, right. Right? Because right. in a way, if I take care of myself, what becomes tangible is the good energy that I'm able to exchange with to my others. child and my right? ability to, to take people. care of others. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's interesting because I can, I understand that. And like hearing you say that, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And what I do is I'll feel, I'll feel the guilt just, but it'll be like temporary. Cause I was, I will still know that taking care of myself is valuable and I would still have to go and go see a movie by myself or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the action is, whatever that I still good. do it. It's just like the, the guilt like creeps in and, you know, I acknowledge it and then I have to send it on its way. Right. But does it also take you like longer to do it? So you would have been like, oh, tomorrow night I'm going to go to the movies. But mm-hmm. then all this guilt comes up and it ends up being the following weekend that you go to the movies. Or do you still no, just go? I still you- just go. Like, so I've gotten really good um, at, at, yeah, at meeting it at the door and then letting it, letting it out. Um, so I don't let it derail my self-care plans. It still shows up, but I never let it take over. Man, I know that guilt can be paralyzing to some. Yeah. It, you, know? you 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 have to just let it you have to do your best to let go. What whatever process that is for you um to really figure it out because <clears throat> the last thing we would want to do is have it be debilitating or paralyzing. Yeah, and I think that that can happen for moms, um, especially. I think of new moms, moms with postpartum, um, that that guilt can really just take over mm-hmm. um, and really cause a destruction of self. Right. Right? Through those feelings of guilt. So we've got to have good practices so that we can remove guilt. Yep. Yep. And ask yourself, you know, empowering questions to to get you out of it in the moment. So let's close out with a quote. Okay, so guilt is to the spirit what pain is to the body. So understanding that it's important for us to free ourselves of that guilt so that our spirits can be light and be free and not carry the weight and pain. Well said. Well said. Thanks. And now it's tea time. Ladies and gents, this week's tea time is going to be a little different. We're switching it up on you. Um, This week, I want to share with you a speech that I performed at Toastmasters, which is in line with uh, this episode's conversation on guilt and more specifically, mommy guilt. And it's called Solitude and Sagacity. So sit back. It's about five minutes and I really hope you enjoy it. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our podcast. Also, newsflash, we've updated our Instagram handle. You can now follow us at N-E-C-E-S-S-I, the letter T, podcast. We're also now on Facebook and Twitter with the same handle, N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T, podcast. Thanks for listening. 
I am a huge proponent of solitude. It grants me peace, clarity, wisdom, and a broader perspective on things. It's part of my self-care. In June, I took my first solo trip outside of the United States. I was working in Ireland for a week and decided to extend my European visit with a long weekend in the Canary Islands. When I booked the trip, I was full of excitement and joy, daydreaming about the days that lie ahead free from Doc McStuffins, the Muppet Babies, and Sesame Street, free from searching for car keys, wallets, and stuffed animals that aren't my own. But the closer I got to the trip, that energy and excitement waned and transformed into doubt and worry. You're going to be gone for 11 days. Are they going to be all right? That's a long time to be away from home. You bought the insurance. Maybe you should just cancel and head right back home after the work portion is done. I didn't realize what I was doing in those moments. But after a day of sunbathing on the beach and basking in the glow of the 10 p.m. sunset on Grand Canaria, it dawned on me. I was both the victim and perpetrator of a serious crime. That crime, ladies and gentlemen, was self-care sabotage. I attempted to thwart my plans for rejuvenation and recharge, my plan to become whole again after so many of life's distractions and responsibilities had all taken their fair share. My cup was empty, and although I know I cannot pour from an empty one, I still considered it. I was willing to risk how I showed up in my relationship with my husband and how I showed up as a mother because those things and a little rest and relaxation are mutually exclusive, right? That connection, though, is more of a cause and effect one. If I'm depleted, I'm not adding value to any of my relationships. My thinking was all backward, this wasn't the first time it happened, though. Self-care sabotage happens often when I have something fun planned for myself. Absences or late nights that are work-related, oh, those are easily rationalized because that's providing for my family. That's contributing to the roof over our heads and the food on our table. Peace and solitude, those results aren't as tangible, so therefore they're less important. You see, self-care sabotage doesn't only affect you. In my case, my worry over my family's well-being and my absence was vain and egotistic. I'm making it seem as if my husband is inept or incompetent at holding things down while I'm away. I know this isn't true, I've been away for several days before, and guess what? The house didn't burn down. But in my head, I'm acting as if it did. My absence may make things challenging, but not impossible. The more I thought about how irrational this was, something else became clear. I recognized my second crime. Theft. 
When you constantly step in to do a task or handle a specific problem on behalf of someone else because they don't know what they're doing or they just won't do it right or they can do it but not the way I do it or any other variation, you are robbing that person of potential experience. This concept is best summarized through two Greek words, genosko, which means to have knowledge of something, and yada, which means knowledge gained through experience. As an example, in my household, there is only one task that is solely my responsibility. It's doing Simone's hair. Now, I've done demonstrations on how to do her hair, and I could take it a bit further and write out step-by-step instructions on how to style her hair, but that all pales in comparison to my husband just sitting down with Simone and doing, well, making an attempt to style her hair. That's the best way he's going to learn. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a criminal any longer. Think about all the times you ever talk yourself out of doing what it is that fills your cup. Those are all the times that self-care sabotage won. Those are all the times you rob someone of the experience of taking over your responsibilities in your absence. Don't you think it's time to tip the scale the other way? I know I do. <laughs>